again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I'm Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. You know, sometimes people's names are totally synonymous with things in pop culture and in history. If someone was to call someone else, for example, a Benedict Arnold, well, we know what that means. They would be calling them essentially a traitor based on history's take on the real person behind the name's perceived actions. If you're a Gen Xer like I am, when you hear the name Bogart, (laughs) do you stop at Humphrey? Or are you like, hey, stop Bogarting all the juice, man. There are other thirsty people here. I had to find out where that came from. Interestingly, I looked it all up and I found out where it started. The Tucson Daily Citizen in 1971 reported that this was the opening line of a song by the Holy Modal Rounders in 1968. The line of the song was, Don't Bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Making reference to the way Humphrey Bogart would hold a cigarette for long dialogues without actually smoking it. So there you go. Who knew? Judas! Judas is another one. If you are considered a Judas, you are not just a traitor, but an extreme traitor who would give up another man's life for 30 pieces of silver, which, if the pieces were shekels, would have amounted to about $66 in today's money to add insult to injury. Anyway, an interesting chain of events took place for me quite unexpectedly. I I was in New York. I I just mentioned a few podcasts ago that I just traveled to New York. I used to live in Brooklyn, but, but when my buddies and I lived in Brooklyn, we always would venture out into the city. And I think that's what may have started this, this chain of events for, for where I'm going with this episode. You see a fourth name that often holds with it intense racism, fierce judgment, and over-the-top feelings of disdain by many is Yoko Ono. And this came to mind because I just happened to see the Dakota building again. It's real. It's not a picture in a book about pop culture. It's a real building where people wake up and go to sleep. The striking imagery of this beautiful piece of architecture in a bustling city brought with it to me, again, just this sense of reality. Yes, I lived in New York, but you have to remember, I lived almost all of my life in Southern California. I was more familiar with my studio employed dad showing me New York Street on the Universal Studios backlot than an actual street in New York. But this was an actual street in New York. This was the real thing. Then that got me thinking. I thought John Lennon was a real person. 
not just a pop cultural icon, not just a face with round glasses and a voice heavily represented in my record collection, a real person. He lived there. And that got me thinking, so did his wife. Thus, the seed for this episode was planted. He had a wife. I have a wife. He did too. I'm trying to imagine me listening to people freely and openly, globally, making fun of my wife. Listening to people who have decided to hate her, even though they've never met her, and who felt, especially at that time in history, that anything went racially. People could be and were unimaginatively huge racists towards this man's wife, openly. And it was essentially accepted. Why? Well, not only were Asian people fair game for comics, racists, and hate mongers, but many people put it into their heads that this lone woman broke up not just America's, but the whole world's sweethearts, the Beatles. They must have thought everything was going so perfectly between those four men until she came along with her scary Japanese-ness. <laughs> I can hear it now. I don't understand her. I don't understand her art. Essentially, what they were saying was, and let's face it, it's absolutely true. Why would he marry her when he could have married any number of interested white women? To his absolute credit, John Lennon loved this woman. <laughs> he made it very, very clear in print and on film. And he defended her, loved her, and made it very obvious that as far as he was concerned, she was the one. Now, I'm sure, because they were two human beings, that they had their moments, as all couples do, when things weren't perfect. But the preponderance of recorded pop culture evidence showed a John Lennon who was trying to not just be a Beatle or an icon or a star, but a man, a man with a wife and children. Some blame her for John Lennon leaving his first wife and child. Well, that's easy. You want to know why? Convenience. You see, if they blame her, they don't have to blame Give Peace a Chance Beetle John. So she broke up that marriage, just like she broke up the Beatles, just like she probably killed Kennedy. Then comes her music. I'm going to say this. Some of you are going to agree with me and some of you are going to disagree with me. And I think proportionately most of you are going to disagree. But it's really how I feel. Yoko Ono was New Wave before there was something called New Wave. And it's a tough initial listen for pop music tuned ears. But here's the thing. So was Sister Ray by the Velvet Underground. So was Rock Lobster by the B-52s. So was The End by The Doors. 
So were the Stooges' first and second records. So is Bjork. As a lover of all things music, I did something. I took the time to really explore her catalog. And here's the thing that really amazes me, especially her later catalog. And people, no pretense, no sarcasm, and no placating. It was easy to find 10 songs for this episode's playlist. The problem was I had to stop at 10. <laughs> you see, the rest of the world caught up to her. And now she, with current artists, just soars on these songs. If given the chance and the ears and the radio play, these could easily have been out and popular in the way, say, Ray of Light by Madonna was years ago. I hear in her a more mature, semi-edgy pop vocalist like an Alanis Morissette to a take-no-prisoners, do-what-they-want, cooler-than-you artist like Kim Gordon. She is the whole range. But here's my question. Have you ever listened? Will you? Probably not. Because it's Yoko Ono. It's interesting. I paced myself and watched and subsequently enjoyed, by the way, the Get Back film. All of it. I watched every hour of that thing. And you know what? There she was. Big, bad Yoko Ono. Just like what we had always read about. She was right there. The only difference was that she wasn't bothering anybody. She brought things to artistically keep herself busy. And she simply was sitting beside her husband. The band obviously had their issues, which really didn't look that bad except for perhaps George Harrison, who had had it. But that was a Paul McCartney problem for him, not a John Lennon problem, and certainly not a Yoko Ono problem. Otherwise, everyone looked happy over the hours and hours and hours and hours of footage. I enjoy the Beatles immensely, individually too. I love Paul McCartney, don't get me wrong. But in all seriousness... His bringing Linda's daughter, the little girl with free reign to run around the studio with no supervision or consequence, to me, I think that would possibly have been more annoying than a quiet lady doing needlepoint, smiling, and not bothering anyone. So, so here's my thought to close. Yoko Ono is not a Benedict Arnold or a Judas if you don't like that her husband set her up beautifully financially when he died, you're going to have to blame him. You have to blame him for taking good care of his wife. Yoko Ono is not a thing. She's not an idea or a blip on the pop culture radar. She's a person who lives and breathes and laughs. And I would imagine cries. She's someone's widow. She's someone's mother. I'm sure she's many people's friend. 
I'm sure she's many people's mentor. She's an artist, an original artist that, by the way, bogarts from no one. And whether or not the populace understands her art doesn't change the fact that she is an artist at all. So I say, be a little decent. Because the bottom line is this. She is as real as the Dakota building. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. But this time around, we have for you a Refresher podcast dash Yoko Ono playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash Yoko Ono. Hey, listen. Listen to these songs with an open mind, with fresh headphones, and a soft pillow under your head. All of these are her works, and they're all fairly recent when you think of the grand scheme of things. So here's the 10 songs that I picked. Track number one is called Death of Samantha. Yoko Ono did this in collaboration with Porcupine Tree. It's beautiful. Number two is called Watching the Dawn, and that's credited to her work with the Plastic Ono Band. Number three, The Sun is Down. Again, Yoko Ono with the Plastic Ono Band. Number four, what a great collaboration. Sparks recorded with her here. The song is called Give Me Something. Number five, The Plastic Ono Band with Calling. Number six, the song is Toy Boat. Number seven, this time she's working with the Pet Shop Boys, and we get I Don't Know Why, and this is what they call the Sapphire Cut Mix. Number eight, Nobody Sees Me Like You Do. She collaborated here with the Apples and Stereo. Number nine, again, with the Plastic Ono Band, the song is called I'm Going Away Smiling. Read those lyrics. Read those lyrics. If you still have a problem with her as a human being, uh, it's your problem. Finally, number 10, Mrs. Lennon. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Yoko Ono. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Every time new demographic reports come out, there's new blips of different little cities and towns where we have brand new listeners. And this week was no exception. We have new listeners this time in Marietta, Georgia, and in Plainfield, Connecticut. Welcome to Refresher. Hey, let me tell you guys something. Did you know that plants improve the air around you? And they actually improve your mood? Seriously. Leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container. Now, they don't just sell the containers. They also sell the plants. But here's the thing. They're not just plant sales. Their goal is for you to basically have a pet plant to go. Take it with you. They have some awesome videos of examples of this. And how it's such a great icebreaker for conversation and it's so healthy. Check out their awesome website. It's at 
www.leafy.com. That is www.leafve.com. Our friends at DesignCraft are at the forefront of the millwork industry, constantly innovating to meet custom needs. You can check out samples of their unbelievable work at designcraft.com, but this is how it's spelled. D-E-Z-I-G-N-K-R-A-F-T dot com. I also, like always, like to bring some attention to my friends over at the Managing Expectations podcast. Now, this is a podcast for interesting people by interesting people, wading into all things that make them interesting, music, art, books, movies, and generally the passing scene. Check them out at managingexpectationspodcast.com, or you can find them at any place you look for your podcasts. Probably wherever you found mine, you will find theirs. Now, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. If you think that someone could enjoy the companionship of this show, uh, maybe just something positive where they're not going to be judged and hopefully encouraged. Sometimes the goal of these things are to make you laugh, but all the time the goal of these are to make you think. If you'd like to attach it to your social media so people can learn about us, things like that, it would be super helpful to spread the word that we're here. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be amazing. But whether you're in a financial position to do that or not, please just feel free to listen to this show and enjoy it anytime that you want to. We also, by the way, uh, at our website, have some links to books that I've written, all on pop pop culture, usually music. I've also interviewed quite a few celebrities. And then we have things like our t-shirts and merch for this program. You can find us at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by my friend, Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.